I'm Susan Page, Washington Bureau Chief of USA Today, and this is Capital Download. We're at the Republican National Convention in Cleveland, and we're joined today by Phil Robertson, the patriarch of Duck Dynasty, and David Bossie, president of the conservative group Citizens United. Thank you both so much for coming in. Thanks for having Good us. Good to be here. Phil Robertson, you were a big supporter of Ted Cruz uh, that, when that's he was correct. running. Yeah. You were in the hall last night for his speech. What did you think about the speech he gave? Well, the, the uh, Republican voters have uh, rallied together and they have chosen out of the field of 17 or whatever it was, 18, they chose one Donald Trump. Well, when that happened, being a Republican myself and a lawyer one, I said, well, we gave it a good shot there, Ted, but now time to move on. Maybe a little forgiveness is in order and let's go forth, let's get behind the man our people said they want in the White House. It's a no-brainer to me. Did you boo? If I had been Ted, I would have just said, listen, here's my speech, let's get behind Trump and get it on. And are there consequences, for instance, if Ted Cruz runs for president again, which we all think he wants to do, and he came to you and said, you were with me last time, will you be with me this time, would this affect your decision on backing him? Probably so, but you have to remember, you have to remember, in other words, if my litmus test is, since uh, Mr. Trump is not as conservative as I am, therefore I won't work with him. That's basically what Ted is saying. He's not as conservative as I am, therefore I would have difficulty working with him at all. I'm saying, so we disagree on some issues. He's a conservative, and I am too, but I'm not saying if someone is not as conservative as I am, I'm just going to call them and walk away. The people have spoken. David Bossie, what did you think about last night? You know, I think it was a missed opportunity for Ted. Uh, that's how I viewed it. I, I, I'm, I, you know, look, he, he's, he's going through a cathartic time in his life. He, he fought the good fight. He fought to the end. Uh, but, but when you lose, you, have to, you do have to do what Phil just said, which is to get behind the nominee. Four years ago, I was not for Mitt Romney. And those same people, the establishment, pointed to people like us and said, loyal soldiers, you better get in line. And four years before that, it was about John McCain. We didn't support John McCain. We didn't want John McCain to be the nominee. And both of those guys ended up being losers. But, and, we, and we told them why they would be losers and why they ought not be the nominee. But no, no, the smart people in the room told us, get behind these guys. They won fair and square. And now we are being, it's, 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 it's a shame that Ted, who really is a, an incredibly smart and uh, incredibly conscientious man, uh, chose to go a direction that I think was either uh, he, he misunderstood his moment or he missed that opportunity. And I think it's a shame. He needed to have a full-throat endorsement of Donald Trump because his, as a conservative movement leader, as somebody who I was looking to Donald Trump's first decision, and his first decision is who's his vice president? And he picked Mike Pence, and I could not be happier with that choice. You've been involved in politics a long time. Look <clears throat> more broadly at this convention. We've had plagiarism scandals. We've had role, big disputes over roll call votes. We've had the, the booing last night. Is this a, has this convention, uh, in a big sense, been a lost opportunity, do you think, no. for the Republican Party? I, these happen every four years, these types of events. Uh, people don't agree with somebody on stage, you'll have something like that. There's the roll call issues, those, that, that's every four years during the rules and platform committee stuff. That's the nature of a convention. I, I have no problem. I think the, the, um, 
getting off message on the unfortunate incident, uh, which I think was an innocent mistake by a staffer over the speech. And I, I, I'm sorry that it happened. It did get people off message, but they have corrected that. I think they handled it well in a professional manner. And I think it's time to move on. Uh, Donald Trump's day is today, and I couldn't be uh, happier for him. Phil Robertson, you are a famous reality TV star yourself. Are there ways in which you think that experience is pretty good training for being president? Well, it's hard to say, but I, I will simply say uh, bad government is produced primarily from bad people. When the people go bad, so does your government, because government is only a reflection of the electorate. What has happened in America, it's, it's a little word that no one ever uses anymore. We've become, the more sinful we have become, and the documentary we're making about what happens when you remove God from your mind, nations, empires, individuals, What's happened here is we're becoming less and less civil, as you've noted. No matter what discourse you're in, news, media, politics, we're less civil than we were 40 years ago. I've watched this unfold in my life. I'm just simply saying I think we need to all do a gut check and understand that to get good government, the electorate must be good. So I'm trying to get people to become more spiritual not so much being just go to the political camp and look at the government like it is God. The government's not God. Presidents, prime ministers, kings, they come and they go. But God's always there, in my opinion. Therefore, I just think the whole country, we're seeing what happens when uh, sin, which is lawlessness, when that takes hold, it's un very unfortunate. And when you say sin, what specifically are you talking about? Everyone who sins, here's a verse, 1 John 5, 13. 1 John 3, verse 4. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. Look, take two laws. Uh, do not murder and do not steal. That's just two out of ten. What if everyone just decided to keep those two? We don't murder each other anymore, and we don't steal from one another. Can you imagine what the United States or the world would look like if we just obeyed those two laws. You say, what is sin? When you violate them, we're going to murder. We'll kill our own children. We say our children's not worth anything, so we kill them. ISIS says, we think you're not worth anything, America, so we're going to kill you. What's the death? We don't have the moral high ground anymore. So you think the issue of abortion, you're likening it what to What would you call ISIS? it? I mean, when you were in your mother at two months, you reckon it was you? Just between us. Do you think it was you in there at well, two months? Th these are these are big, big questions. Not uh, to me. I was me inside my mother from this big to about eight pounds. It was me from start to finish. I would suggest don't don't kill your baby. Let the baby live. You say and you would be fulfilling the commandment, don't kill your children. And I wish that ISIS wouldn't kill us. Murder. Just everybody lived by the code and we'd be a lot better off if we loved God and loved each other. We're back on the documentary. We're trying to get that into people's heads, but trust me, 
it's a it's a it's a tough sale. David Bossy, this is a movie that you've been cr uh, critical part of called Torchbearer. Tell us just very briefly what it is. You know, it, it's a film that uh, Phil and I uh, went around the world. We went to Auschwitz, Poland. We went to Greece. We went to Rome. We went to Paris. Uh, and we went to the beaches of Normandy, and we shot it in the Birmingham jail where Martin Luther King read the letters from a Birmingham Killing, jail. killing, killing, killing. Do not murder Auschwitz, Rome, Greece, French Revolution, Omaha beaches. Hey. Keep going. <laughs> and, and, and so what we tried to do is tell people through this documentary film that America is... It, it, through the examples of the empires of Rome and of of, Ath of Greece and uh, and and the the killing fields that were that were Auschwitz and it, 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 that nothing is permanent and we need to protect what we have here in America and so we're under siege today and this film is vital for every American whether they are an evangelical Christian or not uh, if 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 you want to understand where we are in present day versus history this is an important film for you to see and i i really want people to go to torchbearermovie.com they can watch the trailer and really understand it we're going to be rolling this film out in august and we'd love to uh visit again when when the film's out you know we heard ben carson talk about some of these themes in his speech to the convention and and he used a word i'd like to ask you about he said that hillary he'd like he tied hillary clinton to lucifer saying that Saul Alinsky was uh, a hero of hers when she was in college and that he, that through, through Saul Alinsky, linked her to Lucifer. What did that, did that resonate with you? What did that mean to you? Every tree is judged by its fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Therefore, by its fruit, you will know whether it's a good tree or not. Therefore, any individual, whether they're in politics, uh, Hollywood, uh, the U.S. government, uh, uh, institutions of higher learning, just look at their fruit and that will tell you the story on who they are. If they love God and they love their neighbor and they, they stay away from lying, stealing, murder, hatred, we would be better off. I think we should try that for a while. You know, you, your faith is obviously very important to you. And I wonder, do you trust Donald Trump to represent those values as well? Uh, I think that uh, on my part, you say, will you try your best to get a little more Bible than Donald Trump and a little more godliness? Yes, I will. But you have to remember, the last thing we want is a theocracy. Those not, didn't work well either. So when it comes to men, we're all fallible. We all make mistakes. We all sin for crying out loud. I used to get high, drunk, and laid with the worst of them. I repented, and my life has been much better. I looked up one day after I repented, and I said, well, good night. I'm famous and rich. This did work. So Cy Robertson, my brother, a multimillionaire, Oh, there's a God, honey. That proves it. <laughs> David, David Bossy, you have known Donald Trump for a long time. Yes, I, I a lot of people may not under, realize how you came to know him. How was that? You know, um, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Steve Wynn, who uh, is a, a well-known Las Vegas businessman, uh, is a mutual friend, and he introduced me to 
Donald Trump many years ago when I was trying to raise money for Children's National Medical Center in Washington, D.C., because my son, Griffin, who's now 13, had four brain surgeries and two heart surgeries uh, when, he was, uh, when he was a young, young boy. And Mr. Trump um, came immediately because of Steve Wynn's uh, introduction to get to know me and my family. And, and, and over the many, many years now, we've gotten to be uh, good friends. And he and, and, and my son, Griffin, are, are, are close. And it's really a, a neat relationship for, for, for us. Uh, and I've had the opportunity to, to know him. And, I, and as a conservative leader, like you know, all the conservative movement, want to question him and want to distrust him. I actually believe he is going to be uh, a conservative president. I, I know the man. I, I know his, uh, uh, you know, his character, and it is he is an incredibly kind and, and, and gentle guy. He is not the character that you see on television that he is really portrayed as in the media. And so, I've gotten to know the man and and the human being uh, over the years, and that's a that gives me a unique perspective. Uh, so I trust him. And then I go back to what I said a moment ago. His first decision is to pick a godly man like Mike Pence. And that real, as a conservative leader, it really made me feel uh, like Donald Trump's off to a very good start. Tyrants don't have children like Donald Trump has. Tyrants, t- tyrants do not produce those type children, in my opinion. So that's reassuring to you to see his kids. Very reassuring. I look at his family, his children. I'm thinking he's not a tyrant. Now, if he was a depraved soul that God had given over to do what ought not to be done, Romans chapter 1 says, if he was depraved and morally bankrupt, I don't think he would ever choose Pence, that guy, for his running mate. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Depravity would not go with godliness. Pence is a godly man. He's a brother, you know. So there is hope for America yet. <clears throat> yeah, and, and, and I'll just say, uh, you know, I've, I've known Governor Pence since he was served in the House, a tremendous member of Congress, a leader, uh, you know, really of the grassroots conservative movement his entire career in Congress. And, and I, I was a supporter of his for governor, and, and his daughter Charlotte actually interned uh, for us. So uh, it was a it was a, a few year, just a few years ago. Now you're president of the group Citizens United, and mm-hmm. you recently took over a, a, a super PAC, a new mm-hmm. super PAC called the uh, Defeat. What's it called? Defeat Crooked Hillary. That's PAC. right. Mm-hmm. Um, now the political reported that Ivanka Trump actually is the one who approached you and about taking over that new super PAC. Is that right? No, Ivanka didn't. Uh, or Jared uh, Kushner, her husband. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, the, the Bob Mercer and his daughter Rebecca, uh, who I know very well, uh, and, and Phil knows as well, uh, 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 approached me as well as Kellyanne Conway, mm-hmm. uh, who was the leader of their super PAC. And when she went to the Trump campaign, they recruited me to take over because of my unique background with the Clintons uh, and somebody who knows a little bit about super PACs. Uh, so I was able to uh, be kind of a perfect storm, if you will, from their vantage point of taking over a super PAC that was going to be focused on making sure we educated the American people about Hillary Clinton. And that's the lane we're going to be in. So we're almost out of time. Let me ask you one last question. You've, you've spent a lot, a lot of 
a part of your career investigating the Clintons on various things. And we, we saw the resonance that had in the hall here with the, uh, with the locker up chant that we've heard over and over again. But I wonder if you think Americans looking at an election in 2016 care about things like like Whitewater or the White House travel firings. Don't, you know, don't aren't elections you know, usually about looking ahead? They are, but they're about character. And her dishonest, the, the, in the polling data, the dishonesty, untrustworthiness numbers are staggering about her. And if you look at the millennial vote, that really 18 to 35 year old vote, Susan, they weren't around when you and I were covering the Whitewater case and, and, and the campaign finance investigations and all of the corruption of the 90s. And they don't understand that they, Hillary Clinton fired the travel, the professional travel office, wonderful people that had worked there since John F. Kennedy and installed their cronies and criminally prosecuted these people. And it was literally a, a, a jury found them not guilty in nine minutes, if you recall. So there's an entire generation or two that don't know anything about these cases. My point is, we're not going to live in the past. We have the, we have the email scandal. We have the, the, the crony capitalism, the culture of corruption at the foundation that has gone around the world fleecing governments, fleecing businesses. That is a, it's really a corrupt organization, and we're going to really uncover that over the next several months. Phil Robinson, I'm going to give you the last word. Say Donald Trump doesn't win in November. Say Hillary Clinton wins. What, what would your reaction be? What would you I will, I will retreat to the deep forest. You know, I'm but a lowly man of the woods anyway. That's where I stay most of the time. You say you spend most of your time in the woods, in the woods. So, uh... If we were unfortunate enough for Hillary Clinton to win the presidency, I think I'll retreat to the woods. Uh, I love my country, but I love the creator of the cosmos much more. With him, there is a chance to live beyond the grave. My sins are removed, and they were many. Therefore, I have peace of mind because of what God has done for me. So I'm more into God than I am country. I pray for my country. I wish it well. I'm trying to infuse a little good into our culture. Other than that, I'm not that much of a political type person. Phil Robertson, David Bossie, thank you so much for joining us on Capital Download. Thanks for having us.